1: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, and Mike and Tony have the day off, so I am fortunate to co-host with a great friend.
0: I'm Nina Kimes, and great seems like a little bit of a stretch, no?
1: Oh, come on. What word would you use? What word, if not great?
0: A friend, I think would fit perfectly. A friend? Just
1: a straight up, not even an adjective. Well, I guess it's technically (laughs) an adjective. You went no, you to my wedding. I went words. to your wedding. Come on. Welcome to QTI. In today's episode, boys and girls, the Cowboys have big shoes to fill. The Lakers trade for Patrick Beverley. And Chet Holmgren is out for the season. But let's start with tonight's preseason finale for the Packers and the Chiefs. Because, Mina, Aaron Rodgers is not going to play. We know that. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes meanwhile, is listed as we'll see by Chiefs coach Andy Reid. Receiver Sammy Watkins played with Mahomes for three seasons and is now with Rodgers. Randall Cobb. Fellow Packer asked him to choose between the two, and Watkins said, quote, I think Pat is incredibly good, but A-Rod is on a whole different level, end quote. And so there is some spice there, Mina. Is that what you really see, though?
0: No, no, not at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can make a case for Aaron Rodgers over Patrick Mahomes, especially last season. You could argue, perhaps, that he has been better in structure on certain throws, but the notion that he is on another level is just flat out wrong, especially coming from a wide receiver in Sammy Watkins who played with the Chiefs during a period in which Patrick Mahomes was clearly the best quarterback in the NFL. And Pablo, as I regard these comments as well as the strange shots taken by former Chiefs wide receiver Tyree Campbell, who also said yes, this offseason yes. that Tua Tagovailoa, perhaps more outrageously, was more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. I can't help but wonder if that clarity during that time, the fact that we essentially made Patrick Mahomes out to be football Jesus, might have created some heresy? I mean, I'm trying to boil this down to haters gonna hate, but this does feel like professional jealousy, no?
1: Well, I love the psychotherapy there. I love the idea that they've been holding in a refutation of like, look, you guys have overrated him. Us receivers also did a bunch of the work to respect what we bring to the table. I love that. But I also want to take the other side of the therapist couch here and point out that Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill for that matter, right? They both have not yet played a single actual snap of regular season football with these quarterbacks. So the question that I ask is like, Who's the audience? Who's the audience they're trying to communicate with? And my, perhaps, overthinky political analysis here is that it's very clear he's talking to Aaron Rodgers, and it is very clear he's talking to Tuatunga Vailoa. And what he is trying to do is what anybody who is with a new partner is trying to do, which is establish that my ex meant nothing to me. He was on a whole different level, a lower level in this metaphor, than you are, Aaron <laughs> yeah. Rodgers. Nothing to worry about with me. I'm your buddy. I'm your partner. I'm here for you.
0: I mean, not to continue the analogy for too long, but my reaction as a new partner would be, you're still thinking about your ex? Really? Like, we're trying to build something new here. Come on, move on. And in Tua Tunga Bailoa's case, it does create an unfortunate bar.
1: Yeah, it does. And we've also heard Tyreek Hill say that the bar is the season in terms of whether he has time left in this league in general. But, but Mina... <laughs> There's a lot on the Cowboys that I want to get to here. They're going to be forced to cope without eight-time Pro Bowl left tackle Tyron Smith. Smith tore his left hamstring off the bone during Wednesday's practice. He's reportedly unlikely to return before December, if at all. So how significant of a blow is this to the Cowboys?
0: Well, it's extremely significant, and I hate to say this, but also a touch predictable. Tyron Smith has been one of the best left tackles in football, when he has played, but he has not played a full season, Pablo, since 2015. The Cowboys mm. knew this going into this season, and yet after letting Lyle Collins, their other tackle, walk, didn't do a lot to add to the depth in terms of bringing on veterans. It's not too dissimilar from how they approached the wide receiver position, trading Amari Cooper, knowing that Michael Gallup was hurt and not adding there. And as I regard this, and I see that the Cowboys are standing pat, I can't help but look elsewhere in the NFC where you've got teams like the Rams, and the Bucks doing their best Simone Biles impression to fit veterans under the cap. (laughs) What are the Cowboys doing? I mean, you're in a winnable division. You have the best quarterback in that division. You have an owner whose single most defining characteristic is ostensibly his extraordinary, desperate desire to win. (laughs) But they don't seem to be acting like it right now. And for me, as a Cowboys fan, seeing this injury, I would be immensely frustrated.
1: Yeah, I mean... Everything I've read and learned today about how good Tyron Smith is suggests that he is probably a Hall of Famer, or at the very least in the conversation in reality for one of the best guys at his position of all time. And we are dealing with a team that obviously needs to protect Dak Prescott. And so to extend our sort of therapy session here, Mina. I'm just wondering, like, if you're a Cowboys fan and you root for Dak Prescott to be his best self, finally revealed, right, with receivers, with linemen, just show us how good you really are. It feels like Jerry Jones is kind of like the dad whose kids suspect, like, actually enjoys some of their suffering. Because you said you wanted Dak Prescott, right? Well, guess what? We're paying him all of this money. And he said today on first take, well, guess what needs to happen? Offensive talent needs to step up.
0: Yes. Which, as a Cowboys fan, is not what you want to hear. You don't want to hear, well, we're really putting pressure on the quarterback to win. You want to hear, we're doing everything we can to surround that quarterback with Support as much him. talent as possible. Just like all the other quarterbacks around the NFL, your Matthew Staffords and your Tom Braiders are getting. But T- Dak Prescott is not getting that right now. And head into this season, even though, as I said, he is the best quarterback in the division, the Eagles look like the favorites to me.
1: So wait, are we just going to be talking about Jerry Jones and whether we're properly valuing Dak Prescott for another year? Is that what we're about to get this NFL season for like a third year in a row?
0: Uh, Is Dak Prescott overrated? A tale as old as time. He could win the Super Bowl, I think we would still be asking if he's overrated or underpaid. Or is there enough pressure on him? All right. And now let's let's go elsewhere to the NBA where the Lakers have a new point guard, the brash Patrick Beverly. Beverly held the Rolls into the playoffs last season and now joins a team. He told Stephen A. Smith back in May when he was on TV seemingly forever that he could also lead deep into the playoffs. Pablo, are you with him?
1: I love that this happened. I love that. I mean, by the way, if the playoffs is the, the meme playoffs, yes, championship contender. Like, favorite, absolutely. Patrick Beverly Mina was in the seaport where I am walking from studio to studio a couple of months ago on a victory tour after being eliminated by the grizzlies right <laughs> and so he says a bunch of stuff where we go from okay i'm laughing with patrick beverly to like a day later a day later i'm now laughing at him and the quote that you referenced was one of those quotes i could take the lakers to the western conference finals as constitutive, it was just me as the difference and i believe that that is a insane but b like not Not contradictory of the idea that this was a good deal for the Lakers. It's just full of comedy because guess who he's playing with now, right? Russell Westbrook. And how do you want to even describe their history here? Because there's so much.
0: Deep. I mean, we are talking about some dry-aged beef. It goes back to 2013. (laughs) Just remind folks of the timeline when both of these players, Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook, met in the playoffs. They collided. Russell Westbrook hurt his knee. He was bounced. Pause, flash forward six years later to 2019. Okay, so again, they've been waiting for this to come back. Russell Westbrook is speaking about Patrick Beverly on tape, mocks his defense, says he plays tricks. Again, pause, time jump, 2022. (laughs) Patrick Beverly sees Russell Westbrook struggling and says, oh, who's the magician now? The idea that these two could finally be teammates to use uh, your parlance would be the ultimate meme come true. Unfortunately... I don't think it's likely to happen because this feels to me like the beginning of a chain of moves to fix the Lakers or at least make them more competitive. And one of those moves, Pablo, is probably trading Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah, and look, the original sin here, because you're right, they got to get rid of Russell Westbrook. They got to get perhaps a Buddy Heald and Miles Turner in from the Pacers if that deal is to happen. But the original sin here to me is Alex Caruso, right? The reason why the Beverly deal makes sense despite all of the comedy here, is because they need defense. They need someone to help guard the perimeter. I don't think it's because Beverly is a leader that LeBron James needs, riding sort of, uh, you know, sidecar with him in a weird (laughs) two-liter sort of motorcycle. It's the fact that Patrick (laughs) Beverly plays defense, and they blew off Alex Caruso, and they've been trying to make up for this ever since. By the way, where is the Talen Horton-Tucker hive at? at this point. You're in LA. Are people in the streets protesting this? Because he was supposed to be an all-star.
0: Well, and most importantly, he also brought the average age of the Lakers below 35. That has now changed. But unfortunately, for all of the promise that THT showed, he never really lived up to that in Los Angeles. The outside shooting just wasn't there. And Patrick Beverly, as funny as this is, is also an upgrade.
1: Yeah, a real crypto trajectory, a Dogecoinian trajectory for THT. But okay, Let's take a break, but coming up, what is the word for Chet Holmgren missing what was supposed to be his rookie season?
0: And how should Mitch Trubisky feel about his current status with the Steelers? Yeah.
1: Taylor Horton Tucker, there was a moment where, like, summer league games were proof that they should not trade him for an actual all-star. That was a thing.
0: I, the, the hive is real. THT just rolled off my tongue. Didn't know if you noticed that.
1: Yeah. THT, THC, similar effect. All right, it is time to test Mina's verbal in what's the word, so what is first? It's blank that Chet Holmgren will miss the entire season. So it's processing Mina that he's gonna miss the entire season. And I know it was gonna be his rookie year. He's the top draft pick for the Thunder. They were hoping for some light at the end of the tunnel and now they get darkness because he either slipped on the condensation at Jamal Crawford's summer game in Seattle or he sort of tripped on LeBron James. The sort of jury still out on why it happened, but it happened. But it's processing simply because there is a player. There is a number one overall pick that is all but assured to be the next great superstar. And stop shaking your head at me because Victor Wembanyama, out of France is a guy that teams are racing to the bottom for. And if this were to prevent Chet Holmgren's health or to prevent them from getting him, I think they would have regretted it in a different way. So there's a silver lining to the darkness is all I'm saying.
0: Oh, my word was depressing, and I stand by that, but I'd also like to throw out another word or two words. On brand, you defending, a team being bad yet you. again, still processing. When does it end, Pablo? Um, this story is depressing for a lot of reasons, one of which is it raises questions about Holmgren's long-term health, which is, of course, concern about him when the Thunder drafted him. Uh, the offseason play, look, uh, it seems like that's not why he got hurt and players play pickup basketball of the game. It's not fair, but it's depressing because if you're a Thunder fan, you suffered for this, not for next season, not for Wembiana. you suffered so that you could finally compete. No, nobody expects them to make a playoff run all right, uh, immediately, but you want to see your young talent play, and to go through another season of processing is hardly a desirable result.
1: You know, I- I'm just glad, Mina, that you took the high road here. You decided to not claim this as a victory for Seattle for, you know... The fact that the Thunder stole stole the Sonics.
0: I would, So I'm just glad felt that more like an, that you taking the low road to bring that
1: up. Oh no, we're all very positive here. How dare you? We're all extremely positive. What's next? Mitch Trubisky has to be feeling blank about his current situation with the Steelers. All right, Mitch Trubisky has to be feeling zillowy about his current situation with the Steelers. So he is in this quarterback battle with Kenny Pickett, their first rounder. Kenny Pickett is being handled in a way that makes me feel like Mitch Trubisky is looking up real estate listings in other cities already. Like we all did during the pandemic. What's it like to live in Indianapolis? What's it like to live in Cleveland? Well... I feel like Mitch Trubisky, if he is smart, is finding out those answers right now because the way this is being handled, Mina, raises many questions about what's actually happening behind closed doors.
0: Well, I don't think there's any questions at all. I think this is quite obvious. They drafted a quarterback in the first round. He is going to play. And look, I'm not saying that Steelers fans are calling Miss Trubisky heir for a day a la Damon Targaryen. Shout out to Game of Thrones. But I am saying this. Everybody knows he is the heir for a day or at least a few games because at some point Kenny Pickett, who has played really well in the preseason, is going to take his job. That is Mm. by design. Mitch Trubisky knows that. He knew it when he signed up for it. He should be happy that he's been given a chance to start it all.
1: Wow. So you're saying that Mitch Trubisky, they gave him a DNA test and he was 100% that Mitch. That's so
0: bad. Uh, my word was actually <laughs> paranoid, but now, now I want to change it to cringe, because now my words are just about you and not actually...
1: Wow, I'm sorry, Game of Thrones references. Those are, those are above <laughs> above my ability, yes. Um, what's next? <laughs> Mike Trout again. and Shohei Ohtani should feel blank about Arde Moreno's intention to sell the angels. They should feel conspiratorial about this, I think. They should feel like something is happening and they should not trust it. Because if I am Mike Trout or Shohei Ohtani, I'm just wondering, like, okay, so now why? Finally, after all of this time, why? And I think it's because there is bad press right now. They don't want Shohei Ohtani to demand a trade formally. He can be a free agent after next season. Mike Trout, meanwhile, I think they're kind of just happy that he doesn't complain more. But I feel like this is them leaking stuff. And I would want to see proof Show me proof that this team is no longer this guy's team before I feel anything but conspiratorial about this.
0: Um, the word I, I'm going with is ambivalent because while Angels fans are cheering in the streets, seriously, I live in LA, they're cheering the streets. No, Anaheim's really far. I would never be able to. I was gonna that. say, they are
1: Angels fans. Uh,
0: you know, and they have a reason to be because Arte Moreno has been a terrible owner. He has made awful decisions. He is a big yes. part of the reason why the Angels are in such a terrible position right now, with a couple of stars being wasted. However, even if he does sell, doesn't really do much for Mike Trout or she- Shohei Ohtani, this baseball team is not going to be better anytime soon because of the aforementioned train wreck left behind in Moreno's wake. So for Trout and uh, Ohtani, unlike the Angels fans themselves, I don't really see much to cheer about.
1: But the real thing about the Angels fans, though, to follow up on that, Are there Angels fans in reality that you ever see? Because part of me wonders, like, new ownership, great, but does it really change anything meaningfully about how the team is perceived, which matters in a regional sport like baseball?
0: I went to Disneyland a few weeks ago, shout out to the mouse, and I saw a few, Pablo. They're real. And they are happy, cheering, you can hear them.
1: (laughs) Thank you for being the best corporate employee on today's program. But that is the final word. Let's take one last break, but still to come. Should the Bucks risk playing Tom Brady in their final preseason game?
0: And after some serious struggles, are the Yankees back on track?
1: Mm. Did you go on the Star Wars ride, though?
0: Of course. Can't believe you started it's this an SAT joke. the best on the planet. We're trying to break stereotypes.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but you got, like, uh, what, 740, maybe?
2: playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely right here.
1: oh happy time people a belated happy 29th birthday to one alan robinson because the Rams receivers actual birthday was yesterday. Yeah, we know, but PTI was off. And so we've extended the celebration one more day. The former pro bowler has had three 1,000 yard seasons in his career that is worth celebrating. One with the Jaguars, two with the bears, but things, did drop off in Chicago last season when he had just 410 yards and one touchdown over 12 games. So he bolted the champs as a free agent, and now he gets to play opposite Cooper Cup, which is pretty nice. Mina, you are a Rams preseason analyst. You are a longtime team super fan. Everybody knows that. What do you expect out of Allen Robinson? <laughs>
0: I expect big things. I expect a bounce-back season, and do, so do the Rams. So far this summer, he's looked fantastic. He gives them this big body threat in the red zone, red zone that they've been lacking. And most importantly, he gets to play with Matthew Stafford. Pablo, if you look up the list of quarterbacks that Alan Robinson has played with up till this Ooh. point, it's happy indeed.
1: I would make a Mitch Trubisky joke, but you made fun of me for the last one I made, so I'm just going to move on. A not-so-happy anniversary, Tony Romo. On this day six years ago, Romo injured his back on the third play of a preseason game against the Seahawks, Mina's real team, incidentally, and in step Dak Prescott, and the rest is history. Romo retired after that season as the Cowboys' all-time leading leader in passing yards and touchdowns, but his second career, Mina, is where it's ended up working out pretty well. He is widely considered the NFL's top game analyst, and he makes a reported $17 million per season from CBS Sports, which all explains why you're analyzing those preseason games in that sort of blue polo shirt that reminds me of Best Buy. Yeah,
0: I make close to that. Uh, No, and look, this is not a happy memory for Romo, but I gotta think this season in the booth, making as much as he is making, you alluded to watching Dak Prescott behind the aforementioned injured offensive line, gotta feel pretty good to be out of harm's way and uh, making you know NFL money yet again.
1: Yeah, can I do my Tony Romo impression for you real quick?
0: Try it. Jim?
1: That's all I got. Happy trails to Shaquem Griffin and J.C. Tretter. Both players have announced their retirements from the NFL. Griffin played three seasons with the Seahawks alongside his twin brother Shaquille, but never latched onto a second team. And Shaquem, you may recall, was the first one-handed player drafted into the NFL. And he wrote in the Players' Tribune that the NFL was always plan B, and now it's time for plan A, which his father stressed to him was to go to college, get an education, and do something that would make a positive impact in the world. Meanwhile, JC Treader retired a few months after the Browns released him. But you may remember this, the center started every game but one for Cleveland over five seasons, playing through multiple knee injuries. And he wrote that he looks forward to doubling down on his work as the president of the players union.
0: So starting with Shaquem Griffin, he's already made such a positive impact in this world. I can't even tell you what it was like to see all the kids who were inspired by him when he did play in the NFL. A very cool career. Uh, J.C. Tretter's retirement, a little bit more confusing, Pablo, because uh, recently he still played at a pretty high level. He also plays a position that would seem to be at premium at a moment when teams like San Francisco, Tampa Bay are dealing with some question marks, which does raise the question that he himself brought up. Is it a possibility that his position heading the union has made it harder for him to get a job?
1: Mm. Well, also at a premium right now is time. We are running (laughs) out of show. Let's get to the big finish. Bucks coach Todd Bowles indicated that Tom Brady will play in the Bucks' final preseason game on Saturday night against the Colts. Your thoughts?
0: He really needs uh, the practice. No, I do wonder if this maybe is because he's missed camp. Maybe he actually does need some practice, more so than usual. All right, players Hmm. will be allowed to be coached from the stands at the U.S. Open. Okay by you?
1: Okay by me, but God help Nick Kyrgios's family and all of the people in his box for now new reasons. But the Connecticut Sun eliminated the Dallas Wings and will now face the Chicago Sky. Are you excited?
0: Of course I am. This is a revenge game. The Sky, of course, bounced the Sun mm. last time from the tournament. All right, the Yankees have won three straight and faced the A's tonight. Are they back on track?
1: 27 rings, bro. They are back on track. Last one, Rex Ryan will compete in the amazing race. Are you in peace?
0: Disappointed that he's not competing with his brother, Rob Ryan, but hopeful that they start off on the right foot.
1: Yes, glad they're dipping a toe into that water. We're out of time. Thank you for watching. I'm Pablo Torre. Please check out ESPN Daily. It's a podcast wherever you get the good podcasts.
0: <laughs> and I'm Mina Gimes. You get the BTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. Center.
1: Shout out to Lizzo. I'm here for you.